Hey brothers, it's Mr. MGTOW Mayhem here, also known as 3M with another video. Today I wanted to talk about Project Mayhem, but I can't talk about it until I talk about Fight Club. And as you know, you do not talk about Fight Club. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Fight Club, really? If you haven't seen it, what have you been doing with your life? Stop this video and go watch it. And really take stock in what you've been doing if you haven't seen Fight Club yet. Okay, I'm over it. Back to my point. I will talk about the movie and not in chronological order, so I will spoil it for you. If you haven't seen it, you really should. Project Mayhem is the second phase of Fight Club, the natural progression in Tyler's mind from regaining what it means to be a man, changing the world into a place that accepts masculine once again. Many feel that Fight Club is a movie that started the Bingtown movement. Others say it's Dead Poet Society. Some say it's The Matrix. Mostly that's with the analogy of the red pill and the blue pill, but Fight Club usually gets top billing. Sadly, Fight Club is really a feminism response to what will happen if men choose to follow Tyler's path. I truly feel there is one movie that represents MGTOW, but that's another video, so no spoiler on that. You'll have to wait to find out. But back to Fight Club. So with Fight Club, we have what appears to be a man going his own way. But is it really? What, what Fight Club is, is really a reminder of what feminization of man is. The man is destroyed in the end, and the female view of the world is brought back into focus. The buildings blow up, but really, they just kill the alpha, the masculine. The feminine and the woman are saved, and the narrator can build a cute life with her. But again, I'm ahead of myself. Let's start at the beginning. We meet the hero. Most people call him the narrator. Some people have called him Jack, but I'll get to that. The narrator is the feminized ideal of a man. He is focused on all things that women have said are important. The right job, the right address, the right outfits, the right furniture. The list that women spew whenever they give you the requirements of what they are looking for in a man. A soft, sensitive, caring, malleable man. The problem is, is he can't sleep. He can't face himself lying flat in his bed. His body is revolting, so he searches for answers. He doesn't embrace the male path of fixing himself. He takes the female approach, and he wants to go to support groups and talk it out. And this works for a time. He meets Bob, and crying into a eunuch's chest brings him the relief he needs, and he finally can sleep. That works for a time, but in the end, a woman shows up and ruins his peace. He stews, he laments, and he does everything a woman would do to solve a problem, which falls into giving dirty looks and avoiding her. He finally confronts her, and they create a compromise of what will work. Feminism wins this round. Even though the majority of groups the narrator goes to are men-centric, he still must concede going to them to placate the woman. Something women say they want in a man, someone that compromises, but truly, it's a p-test, and the narrator fails. I use p-test here instead of the more common s-test, because it's really a test about whether you'll still get the peace leave or not, not really a shit test. As the deal is struck, Tyler flashes on the screen, the masculine being fed up with the simp nature of the narrator. There are a few more scenes, nothing of note, but it leads us to the narrator flying on a plane, imagining his own death. Insurance pays off double if you die on a business trip, he tells us, but oddly he doesn't have anyone in his life that would get that payment. He settles into doing his job, examining the burned out wreck of a car, and flies back home. On the flight, he finally meets the Alpha, Tyler Durden. Tyler is brash, honest, and uncaring about what others think or feel about him. He is truly always on the hunt, looking around, taking in the scene, always looking for his next conquest. The narrator is enamored with Tyler, but pushes this interaction to a single serving that will quickly be forgotten once he gets off the plane. Tyler, of course, has other plans. The narrator stopped getting his luggage, and when he finally gets home, he is met with his perfect feminine life burning on the street below. His apartment has exploded, and he is on the street alone, scared and cold, the damsel needing to be saved. He eventually calls Tyler, and once again, he is reminded that men say what they mean and ask what they want. 
the narrator finally asks for a place to stay, and they're off to Paper Street. Tyler molds the narrator into what a man should be. They live in squalor, they drink, doing whatever they want with no cares, sitting in the backyard, hitting golf balls into the abandoned warehouses around, they quickly fall into a routine, and the narrator starts reading books written by the mysterious Jack. This leads some people to believe that the narrator is Jack, because Jack rented the house on Paper Street, and since they live there, but that's not really the point. The narrator and Tyler start Fight Club, and Tyler uses the club as his way to preach his worldview on what it is to be a man. He is talking to the crowd and reminding them of the simplicity of men and what is truly needed to survive and be happy. He tells them the eight rules of Fight Club, quick, direct, and logical, and all things that men crave. The repetition of the first and second rule is a reminder to leave the feminine ways behind and keep your mouth shut. This is a space for men, to be men, no girls allowed. The narrator finds that Fight Club is truly the relief that he needed, and he is able to sleep. Tyler is trying to mold him into an alpha, a fighter, a drinker, a man that doesn't worry about others view him, only focusing on the satisfaction he gets from fighting other men. The harsh truth is, you will either win or lose the fight, but the effort that they put forth is in itself a reward. The rest of the world falls away, work is a dreary dull place, and his mind is focused on the singular mission, Fight Club. The two men supplement their income by taking advantage of the vanity of women and stealing their fat from liposuction clinics and selling it back to women in the form of soap. Things are perfect and the narrator seems to be enjoying his new life, and then he runs into Marla. Marla pulls the feminine back out of the narrator. He doesn't know what he should do. The split is not seen on screen, but implied by him going to sleep earlier. The narrator takes on a female antagonistic role with Tyler, and finally jealousy starts to rear its ugly head. First, the blonde man he gets jealous of that Tyler is spending too much attention with, and then finally what is going on in their quote-unquote home. Project Mayhem is started, and the narrator is kept in the dark of the true intentions of the project, and goes to great lengths to discover and stop the plan, forcing his feminine view on how the world should be onto the members of Project Mayhem. Finally confronting Marla, he finds out that he is Tyler, and that all of what has been happening has been his own doing. He tries to stop the plan and eventually goes to the police. The police try to castrate him, Tyler's orders, anyone that betrays Project Mayhem, the emasculation of the man, the feminine ideal, a ballless man, no testosterone compliant, unable to procreate, but that is the unfortunate byproduct from a feminist perspective, because women don't care about the repercussions, only the compliance. The feminist wants a neutered man so they can run the world to their liking. Tyler's dig at the narrator and anyone who betrayed Project Mayhem was telling them that they're acting like women. The final showdown is the feminist worldview winning. The narrator blows out the side of his face, symbolically killing the alpha. The world is a little damaged, but overall the message is sent. If you want the girl, be the beta. Not the message that Chuck had in mind, but the message that was sent out to the world. Women want a man to do their bidding. He is there to save them as long as they want to be saved. The narrator knew that his life was meaningless and his alpha state emerged to pull him out of that and to bring meaning to it. The alpha mindset is what drove him to better himself, but in the end, he let the peace leave win, and the alpha died. I am sure the next day, after a night of sensitive lovemaking, Marla told him to go out and get her a pack of smokes and breakfast, which he did. He failed the first P-test. She had to start P-testing as soon as she could. She was afraid that the man she truly wanted was Tyler, but the man she told herself she needed was the narrator. She had to convince herself that she had picked the right one because she was just too afraid to be honest with herself. If the narrator would have stopped and seen what the Alpha was trying to do, 
which was to make the world a better place, he might have taken a step back and seen that Marla was the enemy, not not Tyler. And the narrator reverted back to being a simp. That's my take on Fight Club. Still a great movie, and it does show many things that are relevant to those of us walking the red pill path and living the MGTOW life, but not the success story that it could have been. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Please like and share the video. I know I'm a new channel, but we grow a person at a time, and I need your help to do that. Thank you, brothers, and until next time, remember that the journey is a reward, and you are the prize.